Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. He's two-time Super Bowl champion, swagging you and Pittsburgh Steelers scout Ike Taylor. Ike, it is good to see your face recording this on Tuesday following the Steelers' win against the Green Bay Packers. And Ike, it's good to see your face. Had to bump back scheduling. We've both been on the move, but I'm very happy to see you as the Steelers are now six and three. Yeah, six and three. Uh, don't care how we get these W's as long as we keep getting these W's. Uh, you can call it pretty, you can call it ugly, but we call it winning. So Pittsburgh uh, coming off the last coming off the last game against Green Bay, uh, just what I thought. Mark had the running game going between Najee Jalen had his first time over 100 some yards off of 15 some carries. Najee ran the ball like he wanted to run the ball. But uh, that defense, we got to start talking about this defense, man. Defense always coming through, always coming clutch, uh, especially when you need them in, the, in them kind of moments. You know, TJ Highsmith, Cam and company, uh, DeMonte Casey, him sealing the deal off with the game. And how about Minka? Just trying to give his two cents in on the coaching, on the coaching part on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I want to start with the running game. I was going to go okay. full nuclear with go. the Kenny Pickett criticism, but let's talk about the running game. I don't think it's any surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, we'll get there. We'll get there. 205 yards, back-to-back weeks where you have season-high rushing. And like we said this before the start of the season, this is going to be the bully ball mentality. You know what's coming. We're going through the front door. We're not being cyber. We're not being sneaky. We're not going through the second floor. I noticed this in back-to-back weeks with Broderick Jones starting at the right tackle position. I don't think that's a coincidence. The very first offensive play from scrimmage the Steelers have, they run off tackle to the right side behind, guess who? Daniels and Broderick Jones. And so maybe do a play action this week to confuse the defense because that's on tape back-to-back weeks. But if you can get five yards and the other team knows it's coming, that to me is a recipe for success. They'll get the passing game going. We'll get we'll get to that in a bit, Ike. But Jalen Warren is running hard, and it's also not lost on me that he is now named a starter in addition to Najee Harris. 205 yards between the two. Warren's first 100-yard game on the ground as well. Yeah, when you got a guy like Broderick Jones, and I'm, and I'm just looking at it from a front office standpoint, mm-hmm. and you're doing all the homework on Broderick, and you see what he, what he has done at Georgia, it was all attitude. It was mentality. It was it was his will of wanting to enforce or inflict pain or his will on a defensive lineman, linebackers, corners, safeties. That 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 was Broderick coming out of Georgia. It was Broderick coming out of Georgia. Uh, how can he be so violent on the field? But at the same time, you catch him on the basketball court. He's doing windmills and shooting threes. That's Broderick. So when you when you went from a scout standpoint, Mark, when you're when you're looking at a guy, oh by the way, he's 307 pounds and he plays offensive line. So when you're looking at an athlete like that at that size, who has that kind of mentality, like, man, I wish we would have rushed for 300 yards. It's like why why how long can you have him sit on the sideline? So you had to play him. He's a different kind of energy. He's a different kind of offensive lineman. I hate using the word hybrid line linemen, but he got a mix of pretty much everything. Usually you don't catch offensive linemen who can shoot hoops, who can skateboard, and by the way, play and by the way, play offensive line. Like there is just good offensive linemen. But when you were Broderick, 
you're looking at a total athlete. So when he gets on the field, his energy is just a little bit different. You know, he's the he's the offensive line version of GP at the wide receiver position. The dude different. He's just an alien. So um, that's that's what I see when I look at Broderick. And you hit it on the head. The last two games, Mark, where we're gonna run the ball at? We're gonna start. We're gonna start. We're gonna start the party off by taking shots. That's how we start the party off. We got 17 shots at the Keeler. That's what we're doing. Meaning <laughs> we're going to start this running game off, running right behind Broderick Jones. I don't care if y'all know it's coming. We know it's coming. Stop us. Ike, I need some salt and some lines with those shots <laughs> at the Keeler. That's all right with you. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, because that's on tape for the very first play from scrimmage, I would throw a play action in there, maybe play action bootleg, get a little bit creative. Right. But man, it's, it's been because for the, let let me throw this stat out too. first eight weeks of the season. You're 30th in yards, 29th in yards per carry in the running game weeks, nine and 10 second in yards, third in yards per carry. So that's that offensive identity that we're seeking Matt Canada coming down from the sidelines. You score on the opening drives of back-to-back games against green Bay. You score on the first two drives of the game. It's been so long since we've seen that Ike since the 2021 season where the Steelers have scored on the first two drives of the game and you play with a lead and you play with the lead when you've been able to run the football consistently. And like, I know this was a one score game, Ike, but never really felt in doubt to me against Green Bay. I know against other better opponents, you'll do well. But also, this was only the second time this season where the Steelers have won time of possession. If they win time of possession with this defense, what are we talking about? I mean, so now it's two weeks in a row that we like Matt Canada on the sideline. Uh, We said last week, Mark. We're keeping him there, Ike. You got to got to keep him up on the sideline. Check the temperature on the sideline. He gets the feel of his players. He gets the feel of, of the opposing teams. Um, what they doing? They're substituting in and out. Who they got? What, what he likes? We're gonna keep Matt on the sideline. That's how that's how I look at it. Um, but from 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 a football standpoint, from a, a player standpoint, Mark, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. November, December, man, it's gonna be hard trying to get Najee and Jalen down in that cold weather. You know, it's, 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 it's not 80 degrees no more. Every, everybody's not wired. Um, everybody's not hyped up anymore. Uh, that temperature may make you change your mind a little bit when it's, when it's 32 and you got to bite down on that mouthpiece. And when it's the cold weather and we're talking about 39 degrees outside and Najee's sitting at 250 with 7% body fat coming down up, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different when it's in one-on-ones and you and you getting a frostbite <laughs> coming off coming off that field and Jalen coming out the backfield and you don't know whether he's gonna run you over or shake you. It's a little bit different. But the temperature 29. It's a little bit different. You know the mentality a little bit different. You know it's a little bit different when you're a down a down south team and you come to Pittsburgh to Akershore Stadium and it's negative negative two degrees and you want and you got a hoodie and a long sleeve on and them boys just got Vaseline on their arms. It's a little bit different. So around this time, around this time, Mark, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and now Matt Canada is down on the sideline, so he's checking the temperature too. But his temperature check is okay. Who's the weakest part of that defense? Is the offense? Is defensive line? Is the linebackers? Is the secondary? I get to see it up close in person. So it just it just makes sense. One for 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 Coach Matt Canada to stay on the sideline. Two around this time to have them kind of dynamics back backs lightning and thunder. And I mean, you know, Jalen Warren and Najee. 
but and then have and then have a young rookie who wants us to run the ball. Like ever since they put Broderick in, in my mind, the energy level has been a little bit different, you know. So um keep him in there. So we got we got two things going. We got three things going for us, Mark. We got Coach Matt Cannon on the sideline checking the temperature, uh front row seats. We got the the emergence of Broderick and his attitude and his energy on offensive line and Coach Matt Canada and the running back sticking to the run game and controlling the time on possession, 205 yards, two back-to-back games where they ran the ball consistently. And really, that's all we was asking from as a fan standpoint. And from a media standpoint, you and I was like, you and I talked about it, Mark. If they can get the running game going, it's going to be scary. For the last two weeks, they've got the running game going. We will continue this conversation, but before we do, today's episode of Believe in Steelers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you have any gambling needs this football season, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, regardless of what sport it is, make sure y'all go to BetOnline.ag. You can see the promo code on your screen right now if you are watching Believe in Steelers. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Ike, yeah, uh, Najee and Jalen Warren really getting going against Green Bay. Warren had 110 total yards on 17 touches and a touchdown. Right. Najee Harris had 19 touches for 96 yards and a touchdown. You mentioned from the front office standpoint, too, where this is year three with Najee. Do you want to pick up his fifth-year option? The production you're getting from Jalen Warren, I depends on that figure and what that total is. That's going to be tough, and that's something that I know that the Steelers are evaluating. So, from the front office standpoint, too, I is this where you want to go, transition to Kenny Pickett? Because I have a lot of thoughts about this. He's getting a lot of criticism, which I would argue is undue. But I'm ready if you're ready. I <laughs> take off. All right, Kenny Pickett in year two, and it hasn't been perfect. It's been far from that. You could point to the struggles with the play calling. Matt Canada now coming down from the booth. What's your offensive identity? Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth injured. Look, it hasn't been perfect. And right now it probably hasn't been maybe what you'd hoped it would have been with the 20th overall pick. But here's where I land, Ike. Who else was Pittsburgh supposed to bring in post Ben Roethlisberger that you could point to where right now you know without a doubt in your mind that would be better? I don't see that quarterback out there right now, Ike. And maybe you say, well, look at what Josh Dobbs is doing for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, guess what? It wasn't just Pittsburgh that passed on Josh Dobbs. Jacksonville, Cleveland, Detroit, Tennessee, Cleveland again, Arizona. And this is not an anti-Josh Dobbs segment. I like Josh Dobbs. But you're talking about a second-year player who's still trying to figure it out in the league. And here's how the Steelers are winning football games, Ike. Here's how. They're turning the ball over defensively with takeaways, and they're not turning the ball over the ball offensively. They're tied for first in takeaways with 18 through the first 10 weeks of the season, and they're tied for first in turnover ratio at plus 10. Kenny Pickett has the longest active streak in the NFL without throwing an interception. Yeah, do I want him to take shots and opportunities and light light up the scoreboard with Deontay and George Pickens? Yes, absolutely. Is every game going to dictate that you do that? No. Does it need to be better? Absolutely, yes. But I go back to this, and you can criticize Pickett. He's in year two. If you think that 
Ike, you're in the front office. Omar Khan isn't evaluating this to say, hey, is this the guy? Should we pick up his fifth-year option? Is he the future of the, the franchise? You're evaluating that for every single player on the roster every single day. But point me to the quarterback who would have been out there who would be better than Kenny Pickett right now. And in the fourth quarter, he's performed, and I saw it yet again against Green Bay, if not for a pass interference penalty on the Steelers, which was questionable. Right. Guess who they trusted with the ball in his hands late in that game against Green Bay? Perfect. And I'll step off the stage and do my mic drop because it's just the, the criticism is so undue considering the Steelers are six in three right now. It's ridiculous. So, Mark, I look at it. I look at it like this. And we, we all, we've been called the Kenny Clutch for the past, I don't know, for the past five, six weeks. And and here's why, Mark. Like, as a as a fan, as a scout, as a former player, I'm looking for somebody like Kenny. Kenny don't come around too often in the first in the fourth quarter. And the one thing we do know about Kenny, if you need a drive late in the game, Kenny gonna wake up, and that's hard to find. Um, just look at some of these quarterbacks that we see who have the talent, who have the arm strength. Uh, but in the first three quarters, they look real good. You look for them in the fourth quarter for that drive, and guess what? We talk about them all the time. They just can't They just can't close out. So not only do you have a pitcher, and I look at Kenny as like a good pitcher. He pitches good enough just to keep you in games, but he's also the closer. So usually you get your closer, he come in a ninth inning, KKKK, strikeout, 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 strikeout. That's Kenny. So – I'm cool with us having to work on or have to wait for Kenny the first three quarters because I know the defense is going to give him. If we can control the ball, control the clock, defense play the way they've been playing, I'm cool with that. I know in the fourth quarter, if we need a drive, there's nobody else I want but Kenny because he's always coming clutch. So I'll take the first three, keeping us close. Kenny, close the game out. Then have us flame through the first three quarters. The game is close. And I can't find Kenny. So I'm taking Kenny all day. But you, you said it right. Who else you want to get? You know, the, for, for me, from that quarterback position, Kenny was born and bred in, in Pittsburgh. And what I mean by that, he went to the University of Pitt. He saw Big Ben play. He saw the playoffs. He's seen it. He's played at Arkansas Stadium. Like, that's home for him. So ain't nothing new for him. So every time he's at the crib, everything gets clutched for him. He knows what it is. He's, he knows what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't heard the history. He didn't seen the history. So they ain't got to go nowhere. So you mean to tell me I play quarterback and I just got to hop over to the other side of the building? I know exactly what I'm doing. So I just, I like Kenny, man. I, I always did like Kenny. And we saw how clutch Kenny was towards the end of last year. And I'm talking coming off that Miami loss. The Miami loss proved everything I needed to know about Kenny. Yeah, I, I... It's it's how you respond to adversity, and again, it has not been perfect this year. I could point right. you to stats that where the passing game hasn't been what it needs to be, but are you better off at the end of the year than you were at the start of the year? I think the more and more he plays on a rookie deal, the better and better he's going to get right. to. Right. And it's just like, again, I go back to, okay, if you're not happy with him, Who's out there? And if people are watching this, if I'm missing someone that's out there, like Ike, when this has come up in my mentions, 
and this is not to throw any other individual player other than Kenny Pickett under the bus. The segment's about Kenny Pickett. Right. But I've had in my mentions before of, well, what if the Steelers had traded for Kirk Cousins before the deadline? And it's like, well, why are we going to pay Kirk $35 million for maybe marginal better performance when Kenny's still on his rookie deal? Like, what are we talking about? Right. And so it's like, yeah, right now, maybe it hasn't been what you'd hoped with the 20th overall pick. Maybe the Steelers decide after his rookie contract's up. Maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he is. Maybe they pick up his fifth-year option. Maybe they franchise tag him further down the line. But you have to let him play to answer those questions. And I'll say this, too. When Kenny Pickett decided to play after his rib injury, we know what Mitch Trubisky can do in this league with 50-plus starts in his career. So it's like, again... If people are watching this and there might be one or two names who would be like, yeah, maybe that would have been a possibility. I I remember with post Roethlisberger, I brought up and we were talking here on the show. I said, could Aaron Rodgers be a fit for the Steelers? And you thought I was nuts. And they would have had to give up a lot to get Aaron Rodgers. But point me to the quarterback right now, given where the Steelers were at in the draft with salary cap constraints, with the other needs of the roster that would say, oh, yeah, that guy is a tangible upgrade compared to what the Steelers got with Kenny Pickett at number 20. And the answer is that player doesn't exist, Ike. We're, we're talking about it. And, and I just get so wrapped up in this because I see other media members talk about where for a long time it was the criticism of Canada. In the last two weeks, you have the identity of running the game. So it's like, hmm, well, maybe now Canada's not the problem. And they want to point the blame. Your team's still six and three and would have the first wild card slot right now if the season ended today. I just I don't understand what it is that we're talking about. And so this is why I think people enjoy our show, Ike, because look, like, yes, it's a Steelers show. Yes, I always try to approach things glass half full. But how many other franchises would love to be in your slot right now, in your position right now? And it really bothers me with 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 Pickett because again, it's been far from perfect. But it could be also be much, much worse. And guess what? Mike Tomlin doesn't lose. This is his 17th year. He's on his way to another winning season. You're not going to be in a position to go get Caleb Williams or Drake May or one of the other stud quarterback prospects. And you're not going to be in a position to do that. And why would you want to be when you look at across the division? Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson might finally start to be figuring it out. So I just... Ike, I don't get it. This is why we talk here on the show. I'm rambling now, but I get really fired up about this because it's people that just really do not know what they're talking about. I know a lot of guys with, with talent. They got a guy named Josh Allen. They sitting at five and five, big, six five, two forty, arm arm out this world. Got a cannon. Justin, Her- Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, and in the Chargers. Justin Herbert, Chargers. So. I know a guy. I know a lot of guys that look prototypical, but I know when you need a drive, who you can call on, you can call on Kenny. <laughs> you know, so you can say what you want to say. Like for me, Kenny is the perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they can say what they want to say about what they think a proto, what they think a prototypical, you know, uh, quarterback should look like, and all the traits they need to have. Man, give me that Tom Brady trait. And when it come down to that last drive, I ain't saying I ain't, I'm not even saying Kenny is even close to time. I'm just saying a trait. And I know with three and a half, two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the game is close. Kenny gonna Kenny gonna close out the game. He gonna make that drive. He gonna put some points on the board. 
but I, we, we will keep this rolling. Uh, I want to go back to the defense for a little bit. And that interception to clinch the game, Demonte KZ, uh, that was huge. But it, it's the tipped pass Patrick Peterson had that set up the Keanu Neal interception, which helped clinch it. And then Peterson had another big play as well, a mm-hmm. uh, blocked extra point that kept it a four-point game, and it forced the Packers to go for a touchdown late in the game. I, I thought it was the most impactful game that Peterson had in a Steelers uniform. And it's a bend-but-don't-break defense. It's a yeah. team that leads the NFL on takeaways. I don't think you can always rely upon that. But it's the turnovers. That's how this team is winning games right now. If they can keep it competitive in time of possession, offensively, they don't turn the ball over. Defensively, they're going to take the ball away from you. That's the recipe right now. I mean, that bend don't break. That's that, that bend don't break. And this in this time in the NFL, that's a good defense to have. A bend don't make, make them kick three or make them go to long field. Uh, anytime you can keep a team under 21 points, but you got action. You're going to win you a lot of ball games, a lot, especially in today's NFL. Uh, you can just look and see how the Kansas City Chiefs, so the Pittsburgh Steelers defense kind of remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs defense right now. It's a bend on break kind of defense, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're going to pick up your yards, you're going to get in the red zone, but guess what? Get your field goal kicker because you got to kick three, yeah, it's four and seven. Ike, so, I'm, I'm glad uh, on the interception, Danny Smith got crushed on the sidelines when – uh, Kazee was running it back towards the sidelines and credit Rodney Williams for getting the 70 year old out of the ruckus. But right, right, right. man, that's 70 years old. I'm like, Oh, I hope he's okay. And he, he went, popped he right went. up. Cause, Cause Danny with it. That's my dog. Cause Danny with whatever you want to do. That's what he want to do with the big wild gum in his mouth. Whatever you want to do. He with it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, but the defense holds strong again, and I like that Tomlin has even said this publicly where he's like, we'll put our money where our mouth is, where we can rely on a defense to close out the game. Again, I think getting home with four is huge, Ike, because you know that Watt and Highsmith are going to be racing to the quarterback, Cam's back. Uh, another player I want to mention, Ike, and he was everywhere on Sunday, Keanu Benton, I thought, might have played his best game as a Steeler. It, his name just kept coming up. And then you pop on the tape afterwards. And I always love watching Brian Baldinger. He does the Baldy's breakdowns on his social media pages. And he's just showing Keanu Benton dominated the line of scrimmage. And it warms my heart, Ike. Yeah, Baldy Colwood. I I, I work with Baldy at at the network. Baldy, Baldy one of a kind, for real. Um, But Keanu Benton, man, he, he just waking up. Another Wisconsin guy. You know, we got three on the squad on the defensive side. You know, so TJ, Keanu, and and, and Herbert. So I, I don't know what they're doing at Wisconsin, but they they producing. <laughs> they producing. It, it must it must be the uh it must be the cheesy fries they got going on up there in Wisconsin. But I mean, when you having that kind of production from a rookie, Mark. But I got to tip my hat to Cam. Cam is the ultimate pros pro that you want to have in your locker room especially at that position. So TJ Watt is the ultimate pros pro that you want to have in that locker room for the outside linebacker position. Cam is everything you need for an interior lineman who you want somebody to look up to on or off the uh, the field. But Keanu, I mean, he just, it, it, 
you feel you feel you feel good as a scout to see a young guy come in and and make an impact like that but as a coach you feel very comfortable because you know you got real good depth and you're really not dropping off if somebody does get injured in Keanu so I mean the defense and we ain't even talking about Mika. Mika ain't even been playing yet, but Mika mm-hmm. put that two cents in from a coaching point, from from a coaching uh, uh, perspective. My personal opinion: whenever he retires, he will be a coach in the in the NFL if he wants to. Let alone defensive defensive coordinator. But that's just a bit future. That that's way in the future. I'm talking. But the Pittsburgh still a defense. I mean, tied tied for first. 18 takeaways, Mark. I mean, when you need somebody to close the game off, the defense gonna close the game. Demonte, uh, Kwan closed the game out two weeks ago, and then Demonte yeah. he closed the game out this week. You got another, you got another young stud rookie. He asked to play the team's best receiver in JP Junior. Like everybody, just with it. <laughs> that, that defense aside, just with it. So if you look at it from a front offense standpoint, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but do it, Herbert Ike, do it. Herbert doing real good at the outside uh-huh. linebacker. Keanu been doing real good at interior linemen. And you got JP Jr. talking about, let me check the team's best receiver. He handling his business. So I don't know what they're doing in the front office, mother. You know, old good old Ike up in that thing, boy. <laughs> Ike, there's so much I want to react to with what you just said. The rookie class, some mm-hmm. people want to compare it to the 74 class where the Steelers had four Hall of Fame players. Now, I don't know if it'll quite be. I don't think right. we'll ever see a 74 class uh, quite again. Um, but, um, we'll talk about your trip to Wisconsin here in a second. Uh, I also want to give you a shout out to, if you haven't seen Ike's conversation with his former teammate, Cam Hayward on the, not just football podcast, go check that out. Ike, I thought it was a terrific conversation that you had with your former teammate as well. Uh, the defense though, it's, it's been special. And again, it's the bend, but don't break. Uh, Cam Hayward's missed a lot of time with that, but, um, the Steelers are going to need next man up too. And they're going to need next man up considering Quan Alexander is going to be out for the season now with an Achilles the week after that Cole Holcomb goes down with the season ending knee injury. So Elandon Roberts steps up big in this one. Ike, he's someone that, you know, splitting time with two other players and now they're going to need pretty much on a full-time basis and I thought that this was very interesting too. He's playing this game on Sunday where we don't always know what's going on off the field, but he had three friends and former teammates killed in a car crash in Houston. So I can only imagine what's going through his mind right now is, you know, he's going to step up in a big role here for the Steelers. Mark Robinson's going to have to step up in a role. Um, you also have uh, Michael Walker, who's going to step in and emerge into a role. Ike, I said this, Last week when Cole Holcomb went down, I think this is where if you're Terrell Austin or Mike Tomlin, you say, okay, I know that they don't traditionally play inside linebacker, but hey, we actually had some depth with our edge rushers with Watt, Highsmith, Golden, and Herbig. Could they potentially move in special kind of packages, confuse opposing offenses? Could they get into the mix where usually you only keep two of those edge rushers on the field at once? Could you have packages where three, maybe four of them are on the field? I'm just trying to get creative because to fill those voids, Holcomb and and um, Quan Alexander, Ike, Omar Khan revamped the linebacker room, and I mean you can't you can't fault him. It was working. I mean these guys were pulling out and playing at a very very high level, 
uh, compared to what we had a year ago with the linebackers that the Steelers had, specifically the inside linebackers. I mean, or you just you just you just tweak the defense and you put Keanu Neal as an outside linebacker, outside linebacker like a more of a four three linebacker than a three four. You just adjust it. That's, you you want to make opposing offenses lives a living hell like it. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's 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 what you do. I mean, he's 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 big body like that. You know what I'm saying? He's six two, damn near two thirty. So <laughs> he's he's really bigger than a lot of linebackers that we have on the, on the squad by the way he can cover. So it's a few ways Coach T gonna figure that thing out when it comes down to substitution or schematically what what he needs to do off of the roster, what he needs to work with. So um, he gonna give you that three four look, but he also gonna give you that four three look depending on the situation. It's just okay. What body, what 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 bodies do I need to have on the field depending on down the distance of personnel is coming from the team's opposing offense? That's all Coach T gonna do. So he got the bodies to play with whatever he wants to play with on that defensive side. So it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of uh, game plan. The game plan, I mean, personnel plan. Personnel, I mean, what type of body Coach T wants on the field in certain situations. Like week 11, the Steelers are going to hit the road. They'll play the Browns for the second time this season. Deshaun Watson coming off an impressive performance. He was like six of 20 in the first half. And it's like, what's going on? The Ravens are up multiple scores. And then the second half, he figured it out 14 of 14. And I don't know what Deshaun Watson we're going to get on Sunday. I don't think it's been great this season. I know injuries have been part of it. Certainly no doubt, but It's funny because Browns fans now have that optimism about Deshaun Watson after his second half performance, like we do when we see Kenny Pickett light it up in the fourth quarter. But we'll see what happens in the Browns. They have some injuries along their offensive line as well. Yeah, the Browns playing good ball, though. The Browns playing real good ball, especially on the defensive side. They got a lot of first-rounders on that defensive side that's waking up, and they all playing together. And they're playing very aggressive and very violent. And that's starting with Miles Garrett. He's leading the charge. And you can talk about him in the MVP race as a candidate. You know, so then at the same time, you know, uh, one of my favorite, Nick Chubbs, went down a long time ago against the Pittsburgh Steelers before they ain't doing nothing but handling this minutes and they got Kareem Hunt back. So they got the one-two punch they always had, just two different names, with just a different name now. Instead of Nick, it's four. So then you got Deshaun Watson. He's starting to... He's starting to wake up, and his favorite target is becoming Amari Cooper. And we all know what Amari is once Amari is in between the white lines. So then you got then you got a tight end, and, and David Njoku coming from Miami. You know, low-key, he's always been productive. They just gave him a contract a couple of years ago. I always did like him. I thought he was a freak of nature coming out of Miami at a tight end position. And even though, even though yeah, your offensive line is hurt, what you do when you got a hurt offensive line? You run the ball, and you don't ask them for the pass protect. You know, so you got two running backs that you can control the clock. You know, so instead of trying to go 14 for 14 in the second half, hell, we just gonna run the ball 26 times in the first half, <laughs> and just and just hopefully keep the game close because it's it's the same it's it's the same recipe. Pittsburgh and Cleveland right now the the styles they're playing they just looking at just looking at each other in the mirror. Play good defense, run the ball, control the clock, not turn the ball over. Here's where I think Pittsburgh has the advantage, though. Edge rusher, bronze offensive lines beat up. So Jadrick Wills is on IR. You're starting left tackle. Alex Highsmith, you've got to take advantage of that matchup going up against a backup. And then right tackle, Jack Conklin out. 
Dewan Jones, his backup is out. TJ Watt against an opposing team's right tackle is a challenge for any starter, let alone a backup, maybe a third stringer potentially. So that's where I look at where yeah. Pittsburgh's advantage is. It's what we saw in the Monday night game earlier this year where it was like, hey, Steelers edge rushers, you've got to eat, and they have to perform at a high level to win this game Sunday against Cleveland. No, I mean, you, I mean, TJ, Highsmith, Herbert, Golden, then in interior, you know, you got Cam and the emergence of Keanu Bento. I mean, Mark, to be honest, but you're right. You're right. We're going to see it. But this game going to be the game of sacks. You know, how many, uh, <laughs> which defense going to have the most sacks and turnovers? You know, that, that's how I'm looking at it. Because we can still want to say Cleveland got a hell of a defense, bro. They got a hell of a defense. And yeah. them boys been playing. Them boys been playing. They been biting down. They been playing good ball. So it's going to be a defensive matchup for sure. Ike, I do like Pittsburgh to win it. The over-under at 37 points are premium. I'm going to keep the Steelers to continue to roll considering the injuries that the Browns have on their offensive line. I know they've played very well defensively. I've got the Steelers winning a close one yet again, 23 to 20. And I'll say this too. My picks have been on the money this year. So hopefully that can continue. What's to, your record? I need to add it up, but I think yeah. it, it's, it, it, if it's not undefeated, Ike, it's like, it's, it's maybe one or two. Yeah. Oh, you've been on five. Yeah. The, the picks have been great this year. So if you want to place a bet on this game, betonline.ag, our presenting sponsor, is the place to do it. Ike, we talked a lot about Wisconsin. Uh, I saw you visited the University of Wisconsin this weekend with your son. Let me pull up the pictures on the screen uh, right now. And um, it looks like you guys had a great time, great trip there. I uh, hope you're able to stay warm, though. I know it's very cold. Man, listen here. You know, you know, I have a mom. She always, she, I have a make sure you pack your jacket and make sure it's going to be cold. And yeah, mom, okay, okay, okay. Guess what? Guess what happened? Forgot the jacket. So now I got to come out my closet and he get my biggest jacket and now I got to just deal with that jacket. So I'm like, I call him Pooh. I'm like, Pooh, bro, what you, what you be thinking? Like your mama been told you it's going to be cold. And do you see what kind of shoes you have on? Do you see them shoes that young man have on? Oh my gosh. She got them Uggs on, Mark. But the visit, the visit was nice. Uh, the Wisconsin atmosphere, Mark. The students, the student section for Wisconsin had the stadium rocking the whole game. I'm like, this, by far, they got to be one of the best student sections, student sections I've attended since going on these visits. Well, Ivan, Wisconsin man had 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 a thing, had a thing jumping. Love that, Ike. Love that. And uh, I know you got the lakes there in Madison, too, and the cheese, and a lot of Packers fans, which, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of. Who, who is Ivan with on this trip? So that's, so that's, that's my young, that's my young boy, Ryder. He's, he's, he's Ivan's kicker. So I've been, coaching, I've been coaching him. Uh, I've been coaching Ryder since the eighth, since he was eight years old. So a lot of these, a lot of these guys who come on trips with Ivan, um, I coached them while they were young, and they all they all at the same high school right now. But Ryder, uh, I mean Ryder ain't nothing but a junior himself. But he, I took him from soccer. I made him my kicker. So the league in the league I was in, everybody used to go for go for one. They used to run one in so nobody can find a kicker. And I'm like, 
but and I, I wind up meeting Ryder and his family with Coach Shaw at the time. And I'm like, Ryder, I asked his mom, I say, I say, Mom, all I want my all I want your son to do is just play kicker. That's it. Cause it's two points. It's two points. So we, we was winning games eight to six, eight to seven. My defense was gonna be fire. I just know if I had me a kicker, I was ahead of the game. Fast forward, Ryder's the kicker for West Orange right now with Ivan. We talking about 45, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's a this, high this, schooler. Wow. A high schooler. So I can only imagine when they put some muscle on him, when he get into college, yeah. what he going to be doing. So for me, I'm looking at it like, hey, man, if you like Ivan, you like Ryder too. Or if you like, it's, it's a few it's a few guys I'm mentioning that I've coached since Ivan was eight years old to this day. So on Ivan's team right now, Mark, I would say, Eight, eight guys. Got eight guys that he that I coach that's playing with him right now on the squad that I had since they was like eight, nine years old. So it, it's just fun. And, and Ivan is such a good dude. He always like, Dad, can I bring somebody? And I'm like, bro, why we gotta keep going on these trips? He was like, Dad, I just want to give my teammates this, these experiences. Some might get these experiences, some might not get these experiences. I just want to give these guys experience that I have. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm here for. Yeah. And getting to share that together, Ike, is something that they'll right. remember, Forever. you know, all these years later, too. No, you're right. All these years later, too. I'm looking at this picture, Ike. Is Ivan taller than you at this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't got the, he got the, he got the, we saw that, we, we saw that about three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, we saw that about three weeks ago. They put the breaking weeks. news banner on this, Ike. Right. I saw that about three weeks ago. And I didn't even fight it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. But yeah, he 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 up, he dealt with his Uggs on. Love this. He's got 29 degrees and he got Uggs on. I'm like, I don't know how this dude doing it. Courage, uh, youth, maybe stu- maybe a little bit of stupidity, but I'm sure it was a lesson learned. Lesson learned. But, but he he be warm. I, I mean, we took our big jackets off for that picture, so we was all the way good. But what's right. time was a good time, man. Love that. Where where to next, Ike? Uh, Notre Dame this weekend. All right, going back to Notre Dame, um, Ike. It's fun keeping up because it's the next generation. Glad you had a great time there. We're rooting for Ivan because it's a it's an extension of the Taylor name. Uh, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get him on the show, bro. Would we gotta get that. him on the show. Would absolutely love that. Uh, Ike, I've been on the road quite a bit too, coming off a wedding, had my dad's 70th, uh, happy birthday to my dad, the weekend before, the weekend before, uh, I did the city of Oaks marathon in Raleigh and Ike, that was an absolute journey. Um, a lot of mental hurdles that you go through running a marathon, but, uh, my mom came in from Kansas city. It was an awesome weekend. And, uh, the support that I got to me was probably the specialist part about everything yeah 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 congratulations on the run man that's that's another thing um you can check you can check out the box that's something you accomplished and did finishing that what it was 26 26 miles yeah 26 and some change i think it's 26.2 ike and by the end i'll tell you this right now food has never tasted better in my life yeah i was was about to ask you that i said how much food did you eat for mom as she cooked after you got done with that race you probably (laughs) ate for two days straight for sure yeah i uh didn't didn't really move a whole lot after that. And I was just kind of waddling around and uh, anything you could put near me. It was like, I, I knew it was a challenge because during the race, like I really don't like purple Gatorade at all. And that's what right. they had on the trail. It tasted great on the Sunday that I ran the race. I promise you. Hey, when your body's saying help, you can't get picky. 
Yeah, I, the thing that, like I said, the thing that was most special, I had friends come in from Durham. Uh, my buddy Zach ran in the half marathon. Uh, I had coworker uh, Jalea who showed up with the sign. I had my neighbor Tita came as well. Um, the support that I had from my mom who came in, but then just friends that I have here in the area to me was the, the most special part. They came to cheer me on. It's a beautiful day. And uh, I think I would do another marathon again. I'll say this. I, I don't know if I would do this particular course again. Uh, very, very hilly on the back half of the race. But um, it was special, man. It was something I've always wanted to do. And uh, it, it I learned a lot. It was very, very humbling as well because the training and the preparation for it was, uh, it was next level, man. No, you deserve it, bro. You deserve all that support. You're a good dude. Um, that's just showing you out of everybody who came, they're just showing you how people feel about you. So it's, it's obviously you must be doing something good, uh, not only in your community, but as a person and at work. So keep, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Happy for you. Ike, you're the absolute best. Uh, we'll probably talk later this week, talk more about Brown Steelers. We'll see about our recording schedule. Cause I know both of us, uh, you are a very busy man, Ike. I am as well. I want to thank you. I want to thank the Believe Network, today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. Again, the promo code on your screen right now. Uh, the Believe Network and the listeners and the viewers, thank you for taking the time to watch us here on the Believe in Steelers show. Yeah, you shout out to betonline.ag. Anytime y'all want to bet, regardless of what sport it is, 365-24-7. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. One thing, the Believe in Steelers podcast for rocking with Mark and I. Mark, I want to thank you as well for, for being a co-host with me. I want to thank all the, all the fans, the viewers, for tuning in to, to Mark and I on this Believe in Steelers podcast. So make sure y'all go ahead and give us a five-star review. Check us out on Apple, Spotify. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. All we want to talk is football, mainly the Steelers. But make sure y'all give us some questions, too. We always like mm -hmm. when y'all have questions for us because we, we, we think we have the answers to, to most of it. If we don't, we sure are going to find one. So stay tuned. Stay in tune with Mark and I with his Believe in Steelers podcast. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching Believe in Steelers. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.